Hello, and welcome to The Bashful Clam Presents What Are You Eating? This is the show where each week we interview a new guest and ask the hard questions about how food plays a role in their lives. There are games, snacks, and a whole lot of fun. In this week's episode, we're joined by my friend and Level 1 Certified Oyster Ambassador, Lauren McCool. You probably know Lauren from her work selling Hamahama oysters at the farmer's markets or from pop-up oyster events around town, but she is truly an all-around oyster expert, and we were very lucky to get her at our table to talk all things seafood. This was a particularly exciting episode because it was our first traveling episode. We went to Lauren on Whidbey Island, which was pretty cool. And um, I had never met Lauren before, and so I got to sit in on a really interesting conversation that I, I, you know, I wasn't expecting, where I learned a lot about her and about oysters. So I think you will too. Um, and without uh, further ado, thanks for being here, and let's start the show. Welcome, friends and accomplices, to uh, another episode of the Bashful Clan Presents. What are you eating? Uh, we are here with my awesome friend, Lauren McCool. Lauren, hello. Hello. <laughs> um, I've known Lauren for a number of years now, um, and we have kind of a, a, a deep uh, oyster relationship. Everything that we've you know, worked together on is all around oysters. And, you know, I, when I um, kind of helped, helped Coastal Kitchen start to, like, open their oyster bar, I remember you and Dan always being there to kind of help. I didn't Educate realize it went and... that far back. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yep. I actually kind of forgot about that, too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's right. I mean, like, I didn't know yeah. you that well back then, but, like, I mean, yeah. that was when you were doing the farmer's markets, and, like, you and Dan were doing kind of, like, educational stuff, and, you know, yep. Dan was our kind of main point person for oyster sales, but... Um... That's where Michael and I met. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's how yeah. Michelle, of course, knows you. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michelle and Mama as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. She met her partner, our yeah. friend Kelsey, who we just met, and all of us just met there. It was a great time. <laughs> it was such a great spot. God, I remember that. I yeah, that's way back. Yep. Dan days. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then you know Lauren spent a lot of time working for Hama Hama, which you know every oyster bar I've worked at since then has pretty much used Hama Hama oysters. They're they're the best. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of just tell us a little bit about your story and how you came to oysters? Yeah, um, kind of. <laughs> So I guess somewhat randomly, um, you know, started with Hamahama doing farmer's markets. A, how does one start selling oysters at a farmer's market in (laughs) Seattle? Um, I had moved to this area, I think probably seven or eight months beforehand from Georgia, um, where I was living at the time, and um, was looking for like more food experiences wanted to be near mountains and water so Seattle made perfect sense yeah, yeah. um but that was quite a transition though I mean the heat in yes, Georgia the... a great transition <laughs> I was so shocked when they said oh there's no air conditioners in apartments in Seattle and I realized oh you really don't need them yep. <laughs> maybe now we're, we're starting to but back then you know 12 years ago you still didn't um yeah I just been working in an office you know in in the Seattle area and unsure of what what really to do and um gosh how did i i had actually started working at farmers market selling like microgreens and sprouts okay for like a few months and it was like oh let's try out this farmers market thing because it looked fun that like the the sales of microgreens was fine not of really interest but i that was kind of how i got into like 
meeting people in farmers markets. Through that, I had heard that Hamahama, this place called Hama Pama, what is that? <laughs> like weird name. Yeah. Um, this place that does seafood, they're looking for someone to do farmers markets for three months. Dan had been selling there at the time. And he was going to Africa for some like NGO type work. Sure. And just needed someone to take over the booth at mm-hmm. Ballard. Okay. Actually, it was U District and Ballard. That's right. So um, the, the two biggest yeah, ones. Yeah, the two biggest ones. <laughs> yep, every weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, take those over for about three months. That turned into five and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, at the end of three months, it was kind of like. You want to keep doing this? I was like, heck yeah, this is great. Were you pretty like instantly taken with it? Like you just having fun? I, and <laughs> Yeah. And part of my training was staying for a five days out at Hamahama, yeah. um, sleeping either outside on the ground, this is in the summertime, outside <laughs> on the ground or in the back of, uh, back when Dan had the gray Westie van, which okay. now Sabrina and, um, oh my gosh. Is that people? <laughs> oh, okay. Spencer and yes. Sabrina. Wow. Yeah. Name. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> they now have. Anyways, okay. um, and they actually have been around here and would be too. Oh, cool. Um, so that was my like initiation into Hamahama. It was like full on at the farm. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Staying up late, like drinking or sitting around the fire and stuff like that. So like meeting. That is the best way to experience Hamahama. Yes. It really, I mean, literally like out under the stars, you know, tied in and out, all that stuff, which gosh, I could wax poetic on that for <laughs> way too long. But yeah, that was how farmer's markets got started. And so for five and a half years, I mean, I think I only missed a few weekends. Um... That's how I like got to know literally the farmers market community, the Seattle at least, you know, community of people who were shopping at farmers markets at the time. Yeah. Towards the end, that was changing. It was kind of like people were just looking for more of like a place to hang out and experience. You know, you check out the farmers market, then go to a restaurant or whatever. Sure. Um, and at that time, I think only like only Walrus and Carpenter existed down the road. Um, who else was doing oysters? Bastille on occasion, at least on Ballard Ave. Yeah. Not many other places. Yeah, I, I don't even know much on Ballard. Like, oh, you know, there all wasn't. The rest are downtown. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't much back then. Um, but yeah, through that, you know, I would go to the farm every Friday. So I'd drive from either Queen Anne or Fremont, wherever I was living, drive out to the farm on Friday, pick up all the product for the weekend. Big fish tote with ice, coolers <laughs> with oysters and crab and crab cakes and. Smoked oysters and clams, and oh my gosh, we had so much good stuff. The best. Bring it all back to the market, sell all weekend, and then do the same thing next Friday. But sometimes on Fridays, it was like, hey, Lauren, we forgot to send clams to Coastal Kitchen or Westward <laughs> sure, yeah. or wherever. Yeah. Can you please deliver these? Just a little drop off. You know, off, on you know? Capitol Hill on a Friday night. <laughs> you really learn how to use those uh, flashers on the van real fast. Sure. Once I figured that out, I'm like, I can relax now. But yeah, so that was how I got to know like chefs. Um, like all the rest, all the shuckers, restaurant people, Anthony Payne, yeah. like Cody. I mean... Going way back. And yeah, again, like, that's how I got to meet, like, Renee, uh, Jason Stoneburner, um, all the folks down at Elliott's. I mean, just a zillion different places. Awesome. And kind of grew grew with that community. That was, like, right when Joe was leaving Walrus to open Manolin. Okay. Like, right around then. So, I mean, going, like, it was, like, deep. Like, kind of <laughs> way back. But yeah, that's how I got to know so 
many awesome people and like learn about food seasonality yeah. Yeah. and then of course seafood like oysters themselves that's how I got into shucking that's how I got into doing oyster events for Hama Hama teaching oyster classes which I still do shucking which I still do of course um, and you did sales for a while young, right? I did I mean, yeah like, through, through your connections that you made like through the market and stuff yeah so most recently I was um, basically doing restaurant sales for Hama Hama so yeah. kind of essentially a lot of what Dan had started for Hamahama before Dan started what we call our, our DTC program, the direct to chef okay. program. Um, it was more wholesale. So kind of selling big amounts to still like a lot of local companies. Um, but Dan really got the whole like call a chef on the phone, ship him some oysters type thing going. Mm-hmm. And Dan was perfect for that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of threw that, they started that program uh, Justin Stang still runs it. He took that over, and then I, yeah, started doing that for um, for Hama Hama since I already knew a bunch of the chefs anyways, and mm-hmm. then started doing more national sales too. So talking to folks down in Miami and Kansas City and yeah. Chicago and and you got to like North fly Carolina. Out I was gonna say, did you get to travel? Not all of the places <laughs> that would have been. Like, <laughs> I remember being like, "Hey guys, give me a huge traveling budget because I want to <laughs> go to like every restaurant." I did get to go to a bunch. I used to go down to Atlanta quite a bit nice. um, for for Landlocked, which is today uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, of course, eat at Kimball House as much as possible. Um, did some stuff in St. Paul. That's like my uh, dream else? event. I gotta go do it one oh, of these days. Yes. <laughs> what Absolutely. Is it's a bunch of like I mean, I don't know all the details, but it's a bunch of like oyster farms from around the United States come to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Or? It's actually mostly southeast. Okay. And then they got like they usually do three west coasts. It's Hog Island, Hama, and Baywater. Yes, that's right. And so it's but yeah, it's basically a celebration of Southeast oyster farms. Oh, cool. And it's a under a company or a group, I'm sorry, called Oyster South. And it's kind of like the resurgence of oyster growing in like southeast and Gulf states, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Yeah. Tons of amazing farmers, tons of amazing people. And then they bring in chefs too from all these incredible southeastern um, states. A few from New York, like Jeremy goes from Row 34. Yeah. Renee, of course, usually goes. Okay. Um, few other west coast folks but it's yeah it's mostly southeastern kind of tier of states but yeah an incredible i mean it's a a great time to be in atlanta because it's october (laughs) it's not (laughs) hotter than the hubs of hell Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean an amazing group of folks to to hang out with and meet and like yeah, great chance to eat a ton of East Coast oysters, Gulf Coast oysters. I also oysters. really think that like oyster yeah. people are the best people. They're just so nice and down to earth and just want to like hang out and just talk about stuff. Totally. <laughs> like salt of, salt of the sea people. Yep. I mean like yep. literally because they're, I mean oyster farming is hard work. Yeah. It's, Absolutely. It's like this romantic <laughs> thing and it can be. Um, it's really hard work and... <laughs> Like they have different kinds of tides there too. The stuff they're dealing with is different. Hurricanes constantly. Sure. I mean, you're worried about your farm getting like uprooted. You know, of course, years and years Laying ago, down cages and hoping yeah, for the best. And <laughs> cages. I mean, now like they're using a lot more like SIBA bags, floating type stuff. You sure. have to have the right kind of tide for that. And then you've got like the BP oil spill, which happened you know years ago. Uh, yeah. So there's potential for like decimation of of your edible crop yeah. as, as well. Um, and then, you know, they got to worry about warming and, and things like that too. So, but yeah, it's, they're an incredible, yeah. I mean, all of them, same here when you do Elliot's Oyster New Year down at Elliot's in November, it's a ton of super fun people 
who are down to be off the farm and partying for a bit <laughs> before they have to go back for like the next tide. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're, um, and they're folks who are incredibly knowledgeable too, like incredibly knowledgeable about not just their own product, but yeah. like aquaculture, ecology, the things that are affecting totally. the waters where their oysters grow because all that water, not it's not just what's in the ocean, but it's what's flowing down from the land where mm-hmm. you're based as well. Mm-hmm. So things that are running off the water, you know, off off the earth there too. Other types of farming, roadways, you know, all those types of things. Yeah. All of which we, of course, really have to think about a lot here in Puget Sound as well. So mm-hmm. for sure, yeah. But but yeah, an incredible group of people. Um, fall is like the time for like it seems like every oyster festival. There's like New York billion oyster party. There's the ones in PEI. Like why do you that's, think it happens in the fall? Um, I think it's kind of like the time of year when oysters start to be back in season. Okay. And yep. they're and they're like eating the last of like summer's algae, so there's still yep. a lot of like big flavors kind of coming oh, into yep. the oysters, but okay. they're usually mm-hmm. like starting to not spawn anymore and they're kind of becoming their own self again. Yeah, okay. totally. Yeah, no, that's a perfect that's a perfect uh yeah, example or excellent yeah, explanation. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Michael's parents live in Athens, so we should definitely yeah. go. Oh, Sea Bear. <laughs> yeah. Gotta go to Sea Bear. Oyster Bar. For sure. They, they always are a big presence. I cool. think they do their own little oyster festival too now as yeah. well. Yeah. Can we all just travel around to oyster festivals? <laughs> yeah. Why are we sitting here? <laughs> 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 I, mean, I know. How do I get that budget? Guess <laughs> um, kind of speaking about like, you know, education and learning about oysters and stuff, something I do happen to know. Can you tell us a little bit about the Oyster Masters Guild? Oh, yes. And this yes. Uh, new thing that you're, that, that's going on? Yeah. <laughs> the new the new Oyster Masters Guild. Uh, Ju- Julie Q and, or in a chef, in a half shellista. Um, <laughs> and of course, Shucker Patty. Um, they started, and and from what I understand of it, Julie Q, who's kind of been, I guess, a, what would you call an oyster sommelier for quite a while. Yeah. Um, she and I and I met her through Hamahama, and of course, seeing her at oyster festivals. Um, you know, she has lived in different places around the world and had the chance to eat oysters and taste oysters, and you know, kind of develop her palate all over the place. And she's an, an incredible taster and able to put really descriptive words too. I mean, mm-hmm. again, some sommelier level of of um, descriptions, but she. Um, I think this is like kind of like a culmination of a lot of her life's work. She's still got a lot of ways to go. Um, <laughs> so there'll be more. Um, she and uh, Shucker Patty started the Oyster Master Guild, which I think they want to design as like a certification program for folks who just want to A, learn more about oysters and be able to speak about them, you know, with a lot of education and information and properly. Um you know, whether you're in the industry or just interested. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was like their inaugural level one class. It was a six week class. It just ended a couple weeks ago. This one was, it was fun because it was live on Zoom. So (laughs) you could sign in. There's like a running chat on the side with all the chefs and oyster people saying, hey, from wherever (laughs) they're at. I mean, folks from Philly, South Carolina, of course, you know, out here and um, everyone saying hey to each other. And just, yeah, learning about oysters. And it was really fun because, of course, a lot of it is in, information I already have, but there was a ton more stuff that I learned, I was, that's, that's what I was going to say. Is yeah. like I, I, yeah. I, was, I was really close to signing up for the inaugural class, but, like, you know, it's, like, 400 bucks, which, you know, yep. I, I, I think is totally worth it for, like, those kind of, like, certification level things. But, that like, the level one, I was like... 
I do know a lot of this information just right. from work, you know, doing it, but like, I'm sure that there's a lot more to it than just kind of the, you know, what I know. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, it, the way it was structured and organized as well, I think kind of helped me kind of like rethink how I center information and like how to explain that. Cause I, I do still teach oyster classes as well. And this, I feel like really fleshes out a lot of the things I was talking about. Um, plus like really just interesting little tidbits of information yeah. like oyster history, um, oyster art, you know, and it was fun because she talks a lot or I should say her both her and Patrick talk a lot about, um, you know, European style of oysters, mm. um, finishing methods and stuff like that. Um, it really describes what the different types of oyster farming exist. Um, just how the whole oyster wholesale distributor relationship works. Um, you know, the types of things that oyster farmers are going through on a regular basis. Talks about appellations. And I mean, this cool. is just level one. Yeah. It's, it was pretty in depth. They are planning, at least I've heard, on a level two and three. Um, That's I, so cool. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah. I just got my certification for level one. My so my exciting. pin is in the mail. <laughs> so that's really fun. I'll put a little pin on my um, apron when I'm shucking. So yeah, I yeah, I definitely think I need to, I, I need to do it. It's, it sounds right up my alley. You like, do. I, I love definitely. being able to like, talk about stuff like oh, that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and I have an affiliate discount code. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's <Good> interested. <laughs> um, yeah. That's I, so cool. Yeah. I definitely think, I mean, they've done a wonderful job, like the Google Slides, everything just visually, the way it's organized, the amount of information in there is extensive. I, I yeah, I totally think well worth it, even for folks that already know a ton about it too. Oh, so yeah. that's one. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's and the, the test was not the easiest. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Yep. But there's, test yeah, a bit. <laughs> there was like, okay, yeah. I mean, there's definitely like pictures and like what are you like pictures of shucked oysters and you have to point out what's wrong with them it, yeah. or if there's anything wrong. So yeah, there's like it's it's pretty cool. Hell and then yeah. of course, she's still continuing on doing um like uh, talks with experts. There is one about Vibrio recently. I'm doing one this Wednesday and I ordered oysters through Real Oyster Cult. Cool. So we're actually going to do a tasting on Zoom. I got oysters coming on Wednesday. This is like for the Master's Guild? Like yeah, for the, and, and it's just, yeah, because as a member you get 20% off these things so mm. you can sign up order some oysters, oh. do a little tasting, and you get to like learn and chat with folks there too. And I think they're cool. going to continue doing that as well. So it's not like just the certification. Like, yeah. There's like a member community. Um, well, I think that's it too is, yeah, like yeah. Build, build, building that community. Yeah. And like those two especially, I mean, I've been following both of them on Instagram for mm-hmm. years now. And like, oh my gosh. I couldn't think of two you know better people to like start yeah. a program like this. So. Oh, they're perfect. And they play off of each other really well. Shucker Patty has a lot of interesting knowledge. And the way he gives that knowledge, I mean, just such a, a talented shucker and of course he works behind an oyster bar so regularly so there's like that whole industry side of things yeah julie has like the really high level like tasting notes like interest and in how oysters go with pairings and other foods and drinks and things like that and just the two of them have so much knowledge yeah. so yeah really Sh- fun shucker patty is like one of the fastest shuckers in the world like he has like yeah. a knife designed specifically for the way that he shucks and, yeah. yeah and a special like shucking little uh plate like a little platform to shuck on that's it's, so cool it's been, like, yeah <laughs> yeah it's wow. yeah really really awesome yeah definitely yeah. definitely very cool yeah so i mean yeah very cool to um be a part of that inaugural kind of class yeah. and like <laughs> say hey to a bunch of other folks on there that we're doing it too so yeah hoping feel to like see. you're always kind of on the on the front lines of like new <laughs> oyster things and <laughs> i like to be in the know awesome. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
Hell yeah. Well, let's let's jump into the snack of the week. Okay. Uh, you want want to tell us what you brought in? For sure. So we've got a little uh, labna, which is kind of Hell like yeah. a. I guess the best description would be like a like a tangy Middle Eastern uh, yogurt. Yeah. So it's sheep's milk from Glendale Shepherd here on Whidbey Island. I just went and picked this up at the farm yesterday, which cool. is great. They have a farm store. So they're fresh. they're at the farmers markets too, of course. I know them through again farmers markets, which is great. So yeah, a little bit of Lebna spread out there. I'll put a little olive oil on it. And then we've got this um, basically chili crisp oil, but it's pizza flavored. <laughs> so imagine like pizza flavored combos with chili oil and the crispiness. So definitely oregano in there. The crunchiness of the chili it's got a little bit of kick, a little bit of heat to it as well. Um, so kind of poured that over. And then, yeah, just a little, you know, we got some crackers. Some oh, yeah. uh, cucumbers, radishes, everything's from here on the island, too. Nice. <laughs> That's from, uh, yeah, Woodby Island Food Hub. So pick that up every Friday. Box of fresh veggies. Do you, is it like a CSA or do you like go and just like pick out a few things? Um, you can actually, so every, they email you every Monday and it's a website and you just pick out what you want and it's all from like farms and bakeries That's and so cool. producers here <laughs> on the island. And then, yeah, you pick it up every Friday, wherever is closest. We need to live here. <laughs> we definitely it's do. It's pretty magical. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like farmer's markets are about to end. You know, so anyways, um, super Very nice cool. to have access to all that. So, yeah. yeah, we got a little snack there. And cool. then, uh, we'll yeah, here. Slide this over a little bit. Let's get that closer to you. Connor, can you, you want to get in here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, see what you think. Of course, Chili crisp oil trying to uh, yeah. get onto everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny that it has like a reminiscent pizza thing going on. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do I, I'm assuming it's just oregano. Maybe some red pepper flakes too. Like, but. I feel like there's some sort of seasoning in it. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Like you get, um, like, it reminds me of like the crust of a domino. <laughs> so I kind of like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like somebody got like. The Italian spice blend, yeah, and just dumped that in as well. Um, but I also like love labneh because it like has such a cool texture to it. And it's, I don't know if I've ever had it before, which seems weird because I love a dip. Yeah, but they they often have it, like, you know, at all their farmers markets and stuff too. Um, I also love it. I was making it for a long time with um, some preserved lemon mixed in, Ooh, really good yeah. garlic, you know, confit garlic and stuff too. Um, yeah, not oysters. <laughs> <laughs> I eat other things. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I did bring a, sh- a shellfish to our party. <laughs> Hell yes. Um, yeah. So my snack of the week, um, I brought some tinned razor clams from Island Creek Oyster Company. Um, and they're just awesome. They're kind of like the... Um, the perfect texture that you want for a razor clam. I got one that's in just kind of like a nice olive oil, Love and that. then one's in like a garlic chili olive oil, mm. um, just with some with some rich crackers. Because I like this is the way I like to snack. Some sort of dipping thing that you can have, yes. something mm-hmm. that's nice and fresh, and yep. then something super rich and kind of fatty like yep. razor clam stuffed in oil. And then this is kind of a perfect spread. It is. It is. This, mm-hmm. is, this is the perfect little. Um, mm-hmm. Perfect lunch. <laughs> no, delicious. Yeah, razor clams. Yeah, this is my first time trying Island Creek's tinned items. Cool. So 
Very excited. Yeah, I've been I've been excited for their for their mix. Like we we bring them into uh, Westward pretty often. Awesome. Just like throw them on the tower and have you know something extra and yeah. But yeah, I mean, what do you um, are you a fan of like the tin fish culture? I am, and I was just I was just thinking how like I don't man I I wish I knew more about it. I feel like there's lately been an explosion. Yeah. If you will, in of, the last like year, I feel yeah, like everybody is doing. Everyone's tin doing fish. a tin fish. <laughs> I'm gonna pop this razor claw in my mouth. Yeah, yeah I get, get it. it. Mm. Oh and then, Michael, you brought one of your hot sauces, huh? I did. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I brought a hot sauce that we made at Westward in 2021 and that I've aged for two years now um, with some dragon's toe peppers from Local Roots Farm. So just kind of nice. I like the, these peppers because they're not, like, the spiciest, but they've got a really nice, like, tang to them that, like, for me, like, when I, when I have hot sauce or... When I have shellfish, I usually want hot sauce, and mm-hmm. so it's nice mm-hmm. to have something a little zippy that's not too overpowering, yep. either Trying. spicy or like you know not too sour. Trying this now. Love the dragon's <laughs> toe name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's. Um, I was just watching a Maddie Matheson video the other day. He was making a deep fried shrimp taco dish. Nice. And he was complaining about mignonette with oysters. He's <laughs> like, it fucking sucks. <laughs> Needs to be spicy. I'm like, yeah, I, I hear you, man. You and a lot of other folks. Um, my part- Honestly, my, like, my hot take is I can't stand lemon with oysters. I don't, mm. li- I don't like lemon acidity on oysters. <laughs> Hot take, indeed. Like, I, I mean, for me, though, like, oysters should be on their own. Like, I don't really want anything okay. normally, so, like, I, I almost yep. never put mini-net. It's, like, hot mm. sauce is mm-hmm. usually the only thing that I will put on, gotcha. but that's just to kind of mix it up. Like, I, right. yeah, I just don't need the acid. Like, I like the brine of the yeah. oysters. I don't want to fight that's, it. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, everyone's, you know, asking. So, I also, I shuck a lot of oysters for... Pop up oyster bar co. Um, shout out to those folks. They're so great, fun. amazing. Um, so of course, lots of interfacing with folks at events like weddings and parties and all these things. So of course, everybody's like, "What's up with oysters? You know, what do I put on it?" Yeah. A lot of first timers. Mm-hmm. I love shucking someone their first oyster. Lots of jokes there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so many good ones. So many. <laughs> yeah, what do you get in the shellfish world? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. I often tell folks like at least have one you know naked with nothing else on it so yeah. you can get that full flavor of the oyster lemon of course lemon and mignonette both meant to balance brine in an oyster but it's like but i don't want it yeah like, <laughs> i could see it for like a european flat oyster like that is definitely why mignonette was made sure it's like imagine an olympia but like five times the size so tons of umami and brine and all these things but again if that's it, what you want i honestly haven't had that many balons do they take on a lot of that like Minerality, like yes, kind of like, like metallic, yep, coppery. Okay. Then that, then that I would probably want some, yeah, like, acid or something. And there you're like, okay, vinegar on this, you know, because it, it, you just you're getting so much flavor. So actually, um, Olympias and Bellons are more closely related than the other three kind of typical species you're talking about that you know that we have sense. yeah well, sorry what region is a Bellon? Is mm-hmm. that right? Bellon or European flat? Um, they originally come from France okay. at the mouth of the Bellon River. Oh, okay. Um, basically a, a functionally extinct reef now and but they are cultivated elsewhere so they oh, okay. used to be a farm on lopez island that made them made them <laughs> grew them um <laughs> was it successful it was for a while huh. i mean you could get them actually i think i had one this, at westward is this, this jones yes okay nick jones. I, I feel, I, I feel yep. like ryan nick jones. told me a while ago yeah that he knew somebody that was doing it was um, nick jones and i actually had one of my few european flats 
at Westward. Cool. Um, years ago, gosh. And then I had one once at a Hamahama Oysterama, RIP. Um, we had a mystery oyster booth. And we had, we had all five species. And it was weird because we did it for a few years. No one seemed super interested in it. And then it was like a few people were like, wait, I can just come here and like eat a whole bunch of different oysters. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and like we have European flats yeah. too, which is so rare. Anyways. Um, that sounds like an adventure to me. Yeah. Mystery, yeah. mystery box oyster? Hell yes, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. It was incredible. Um, it was so fun. But yeah, getting back to like toppings for oysters. So many folks, I typically say, if you're going to do anything, do some lemon. Just because it, it's just not going to take away too much from the oyster. For sure. Mignonette, you know, I mean everything in moderation. But, yeah, if you're dumping a bunch of stuff on, it's like, I mean, if you don't want to taste the oyster, sure. Well, I also, I get, you know, I I also see too. people, like, squeeze a whole lemon on oh, one dude, oyster. And I'm no. like, that's just not, like, no, please. No, this is why <laughs> I prep all the lemons. And we do limes, too, because it sure. looks pretty, but no one ever uses limes. Um, I prep lemons for these events. And it's like the little pinchy squeeze. Like, yeah, you would get, get shit. Like, <laughs> four good drops, maybe. A hint of lemon, yeah. maybe. So you can taste that's the oyster. Yeah. But, yeah, we always have hot sauces out as well we do a lot of barnacle and stuff like that um but yeah always fun to do crystal is a favorite again vinegary based kind of hot sauce louisiana i believe um some folks are tabasco if you're cooking them i love frank's hot sauce on there like butter and frank's and Mm. some parm like (laughs) yeah can't can't go wrong can't go wrong there or if you're buffalo dipping fried, yeah, buffalo oysters. Oh my god, buffalo fried oysters. Yeah. Woo. yeah, I have to say, walrus. I think probably has my favorite fried oysters. They're they're pretty perfect. Yeah, yeah. they How are really they're they really good. Pretty sure it's a cornmeal dredge, mm-hmm. um, but then it's like on a kind of a herby limey aioli, if I believe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, so just nice, nice and simple, but just like just big, crunchy. Fluffy, yeah, they're, they're the big crispy. Hama-hama ones. Yeah, and, yeah. That's the way Definitely. I, so I do eat oysters, disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. Not that many, I, that's any, sure. Anytime okay. I go get them, I'll have yeah. one of them. Yeah. Because it's something that I never, like, grew up on, and, like, it's been, um, I do feel like I've become more appreciative of them mm-hmm. as I've had more and more. I still yeah, don't, I'm not going to, like, mm, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, choose to have them. <laughs> Fair. But yeah. I, I, but then sometimes I, like, I, like, I'm like, we should get them so that I can try it. Yeah. So, um, but the way that I do do love to eat them is a baked oyster. Oh, Ooh, baked oysters. Best. I know. They're so and Michael's good. restaurant, well, Michael, um, at Westward, um, you have the, um, the what is it, ramp butter? We do, we do do a ramp butter with pickled ramps as the garnish, and that is, is that's, 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 one, that's one of my favorite That sounds killer. I have a yeah. ton of ramp butter in the freezer right well, now. I need, to, <laughs> yeah. I need to, my partner's uh, family is from, again, Western New York. They ship us back just a ton of ramps. That's awesome. And I clean them and make a butter. And yeah, yeah, that's that's delicious. They're they're the best. I I, we probably bring in you know fifty pounds every 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 year. Just like the moment they come into season, I'm like, yes, I'll take all of them. That's amazing. (laughs) They're such a delicious. Using the greens to like do like uh, cream sauces for clams and stuff. Oh my god. Yep, I've also fried them whole, like like a wet Ooh, batter, yeah. just fry the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah delicious. Hell yeah. Do you do you yeah. cook a lot? Um, I do actually. Yeah, I and I've kind of I, I grew up definitely grew up in a cooking family. My my mom um, always cooked a lot, still does. Southern kitchens. <laughs> um, they're actually both from Montreal, both my oh, parents. So okay. I um. I'm actually not as familiar with a lot of Southern food. Okay. I mean, again, some fried things and stuff like that. Ugh, when I discovered like 
you know, barbecue. Amazing. Um, but yeah, no, my both my parents are from Montreal. My dad has a lot of Italian influence, a lot of Italian cooking, all these tattoos on my arm. This is a recipe for my grandmother's pasta sauce. That's cool. Um, so cool. Very, That's so cool. Very meaty yeah. and all sorts of things happening on there. Um, yeah, so a lot of, I'm, I'm a big pasta person. Mm. I have a real issue with making the proper amount of pasta I mean, for the proper amount yeah. of people. Like, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and I'm always like, I can eat this tomorrow. So there's always a ton of pasta happening um, with, yeah, with all sorts of different sauces. I mean, a, a good classic red meat, you know, red meat sauce is, is always great. Um, but yeah, what else? I mean, I'll, I'll basically try anything. Baking is more, let's call it rustic. Sure. You know, so like galettes and things, but yeah. and I, I love finding like you know recipes that are you know easy to make pie crusts. You know, thank you Kenji for you know just <laughs> pulse it in the food processor. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean I love a good like skillet, crock pot, food processor, scale, good knives. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do cook pretty frequently. Actually, yeah, we we cook at home quite quite a lot. Do you have any like go to dishes that you like doing? Oh man, a shakshuka. Okay. Just because it's nice. again, e- you know, easy, flavorful, um, easily made for you know, great to have for dinner and then breakfast the next day. Pieces of crusty bread dipping. We're on a dip theme here. Um, <laughs> yeah, pastas of course, almost any kind. Um, you know, of course, going into this time of year, I'm thinking like lasagnas. Um, there's a great French Canadian meat pie called tortière. Okay. I love to make. That's just really good. It's um, a lot of traditionally like beef and veal and things like that, but there's Hell cinnamon yeah. in the in the meat and um, no potato. Some people in do the meat, peas. Like the meat's like kind of ground. Yep, yeah, okay. but no, you're yep, you're adding a bunch of cinnamon into it as well, mm. and then it's got a flaky crust around the whole thing, mm. bottom mm. and top. Yeah, Delicious, really, good. <laughs> really, really good. Simple, just yeah, hard, I get hearty, cold weather um, type food. Summertime, yeah, it gets. It, we definitely get into like. A lot of fish. We actually we cook a lot of fish. I just made some fried cod the other night. A little, do you, you little guys panko. fish it yourself, or do you? Get no, any? we we love to um, pay people to. Fish that's for yeah. Us. Yeah. that's great. <laughs> yeah, which is great. And yeah. we still we still actually when we go down to Seattle, we uh, stop by Wild Seafood Market in Fisherman's Terminal because we still nice. live right near yeah. there. And they will actually pack it all up and vacuum seal it for us. Sweet. And then we just throw it in the freezer, oh, and then we just nice. have a ton of a go. ton of seafood. There <laughs> you go. I'm a big salmon person. Um, I have fished for salmon in Alaska. I did a uh, commercial season wow. um, years ago with Loki fish. So I did. How was that experience? <laughs> the <Yeah>. hardest <laughs> thing I've ever done. That, is yeah. what I've heard. that was that was one of the few quote unquote breaks I took from doing <laughs> farmers markets. It's not a break, folks. Yeah. Um, also, one of the coolest things I've ever done. I mean, amazing, beautiful yeah. to be in Southeast mm-hmm. Alaska yeah, at that, that, that time of year. And then just plucking salmon out of the ocean like that. And, and we also gilled and gutted on board. So I really got familiar with the insides of salmon, too, That's and cool. how to clean them and everything, too. Don't ask me to fillet anything, but sure. I can I can gill and gut it for you real quick. Um, but yeah, that was one of, the, one of the hardest jobs I've done, but one of the coolest and so yeah, li- I mean, essentially living on a thirty-seven foot gill netter for three months. And I'm sure you're eating a lot of salmon while you're de- while you're out. Um, there. we did eat a lot of salmon until we got really sick of eating a lot of salmon, <laughs> yeah. and so then there was definitely a bunch of other kind of cooking on board. Um, 
often it was me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was like big old pots of pasta, but like with cans of chili in it, yes. mac and cheese, <laughs> artichoke hearts. I mean, there was just like eat. You're trying to eat is like so many calories and yeah. just like keep going. Um, I was able to bring a bunch of brownies. Like we had a big enough oven. I could make brownies and I put like big thick layers of Reese's peanut butter cups in there. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, how do we keep going? But yeah. So power, power food. Power food. Um, my skipper would definitely eat just whole skeins of sockeye row with onions <laughs> and fry it up and eat that for breakfast. Whoa. Damn. Yeah. Norwegians <laughs> all the way around. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like imagine like liver and onions, but like sockeye skein and onions, which I think is probably the most like protein packed say, food yeah. ever a whole pack of so when you say skin you're talking about skin with row inside like the entire oh, yeah. thing combined yeah. one little sack <laughs> yep so that was part of part of what we did too we would actually harvest the skin row is like the membrane that the row sits in mm-hmm. okay it's, like the, it's yeah. like the row is like in a sack essentially but certain species like a keta or a, a chum fish when they get so far before they spawn you can actually cut their belly and the, the skein is so loose that the eggs will just come out and they're like you know, all separate little round, yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful globes, gems of saltiness. Um, sockeye, they're often still pretty compact and they're in this little membrane. So you can take the whole thing out whole and cook it whole. Got it. Or you can break it apart and that's how you get like little jars of like ikura and things like that. Which is like a fun process, but very we, long. Like, oh, it, like it takes me like good three, four forever. hours to properly we like cure some also ikura. did that on the boat yeah. too. And it was just like, oh my Very God. gently trying to massage yeah. these little pearls out. We had out a special and... mesh thing. We would rub the skin. Okay. Like it was like a special like Japanese like ikura. Cool. separator and we, yeah we'd brine them in these big like laundry baskets anyway long story um but yeah we did yeah you we did learn so much though oh, yeah. i learned yeah. a ton yeah that's so cool yeah it was it was awesome it was really cool and gorgeous beyond gorgeous but so hard yeah. <laughs> it was such a hard job i was gonna say i had a friend who uh did two summers oh, uh, awesome. salmon fishing awesome. and he would send us letters me and my roommate and it would be like it, imagine trying to stand on a boat in the middle of the perfect storm every day <laughs> <laughs> every day do you know where, where did he fish out of do you know? i don't remember cool. yeah. yeah yeah but he really loved it but he said it was That's the cool. hardest thing he's ever done yeah it's weird i did go back the second uh season but just for a much shorter period of time to kind of fill in um, and that and that year we were in a different spot, which is out of a town called Petersburg, which is super cool. Um, got to meet a whole bunch of other cool cool folks who are up there doing the same same thing. But man, yeah. <laughs> tough job, but yeah. very cool, very yeah. cool to learn. Yeah. So you, I mean, you, you've you've spent time, you know, working with like Hama and oyster farms. You've you know you've uh, worked on fishing boats. How has the kind of like closeness to I guess like so- the source. How how does like mm. that make you appreciate food differently? Um, just being no know, knowing the full process of what you know. There's a there's a I, I don't think people realize the entire process of like what mm. an oyster has to go through yeah. to get to your plate. Like there's yeah. a lot there. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Um, man, it, what I guess like there's like that old saying like to to like know something is to love something. I mean, mm. I, it's funny, I don't eat as many oysters as one would think I do, but I appreciate them so much just because of what I've learned. And, and yeah. same with salmon and just anything like coming out of the sea or, or learning about who, who's farming what, appreciating A, the, like the amount, the sheer amount of labor that goes into these, these creatures. Of course, Mother Nature is doing a ton of the work herself. That's yeah. the beauty of 
oysters and, and, and salmon and things like that. Um, but oysters themselves, especially like a, a good quality farmed oyster, it does go through many hands these days. Mm-hmm. And But you want that. Um, you want that industry to keep running. The oysters in the water are good for, for everything, for the environment and, and for those who eat them. Um, but there's just, yeah, there's so much that goes into it. And creating an oyster that people want to eat and that are safe eating and that are happy to eat and, and do this year round. I mean, there's a lot of requirements for the safety of, of these creatures, which is a good thing, you know, keeping Absolutely. them keeping them cold enough, making sure that people touching them have, um, you know, are, are in a, a clean, cold environment, a safe environment for these oysters. And and that's, that's a thing you definitely want. I mean, the majority of the world's oysters that you can even eat these days are farmed. Mm. Um, so there is at least some human intervention in that process. There could be a lot, there could be a little, all of which are valuable. Um, but I think to get a good quality product like that, yeah, there's going to be um, a lot, bo- a lot both between Mother Nature and and humans. Um, yeah, again, and ensuring that the end product getting to the people at their table, it's it's not only well presented and well shocked and well dressed and all these other things that go with it, but um, the whole chain before that all has to happen well and properly too yeah Yeah, i mean i I think one of like one of probably my favorite oysters to eat is the blue pool Mm -hmm. hamahama's blue pool oyster it's a tumbled oyster um tumbling happens by the tide but you have to put them in a position where the tide can tumble them oysters of course naturally grow on um on the ocean ocean floor intertidal area ocean floor so if you of course, the tide's not going to tumble them around there. They're, they're on the ground or, yeah. you know, essentially they're on the tide flats. But up floating in some structure, whether like a little box or a mesh bag or, you know, all these different things that, that farmers are using to get that tide to do it, you have to put them in a position to do that. And you have to grade those oysters and maybe they're too big for the bag now. They have to go to a bigger bag. Like there's all these things you're looking for and watching for to make sure they get the food and they're tumbling around and creating that shape that you want to get a nice little perfect round teardrop cup shape yeah. <laughs> nestled into some gorgeously crushed ice, glistening, you know, the perfectly smooth belly on top, no yeah. missing mantle, <laughs> you know, all those things. Like there's all these little parts that have mm-hmm. to happen. And that's why you get this gorgeous oyster at the end and it's still alive as you, you know, slurp it back. And yeah. that's and such a cool special thing in, in Western culture. Like it's I think it's the only thing we're really eating that's quote unquote, you know, alive still. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, it's, it's quite a process. And again, mother nature does a damn good job. <laughs> There's a lot of great oysters. You can walk out on the beach and eat them, but yeah, to get one to your table, well shocked, tasting good, safe, you know, you're not going to get sick. Nothing, nothing bad is going to happen. Yeah. 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 It takes, it takes like some work and some labor and I was some say it's very laborious sounding yeah, yeah yeah it really i mean it's it's weird it's simple in a way but it's also like yeah you really think about it there are a lot of hands that, that touch these oysters mm-hmm. um and a lot of craft to it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah definitely i think so a lot of knowledge and craft and and knowing how far to go with it too how far to intervene with with an oyster, like you don't want a red delicious that just gets they're pretty, but then it it verges yeah. on boring. So you still want Mother Nature to kind of show off, you know, show off what she does. So yeah, it's um, appreciating those things for like what it takes, mm-hmm. and for how interesting a thing can be at the end too yeah. is, is a really it's a really cool thing. Yeah, it's always such a hard thing at just or just I mean restaurants are, are complicated. Just you know having 
having to step back from like the customer's relationship with what they're eating and like watching like you know we'll sell like two dozen oysters to a table and they'll only eat like a dozen and then a dozen come back and I'm oh like gosh, that happens? Like, not, I mean, it does like I mean in, 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 in the summertime yeah. we'll get people who are like you know they order more than they think they want and then it's just kind of like well it's shucked and it's on your table we can't do anything with that now no. and so that's just like such a waste like if you're gonna order oysters enjoy your oysters you know like it's yeah. it's worth every penny that you paid for that you yeah. know like we, and it's a pretty penny too yeah exactly yeah. you know like they're charged yeah. appropriately because there's a whole world that goes Absolutely. into making this happen and Absolutely. so it's just like yeah we're also crushing to sometimes see that happen i mean we also get people who are like great and you know like order 40 oh. dozen and crush every yes. single one and ask for more you know and like Love that it. like yeah. makes my day but it is right some people it's they don't quite understand the depth that goes into what we're you know what we're offering, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which, it's like you. I guess you kind of can't blame them because if you don't know, you don't know, True. and, and I, sure. you know not everyone's gonna know. But yeah, it's um, and I guess yeah, maybe that's helping like spread the word of oysters in general. And I mean, yeah. and, and you all do such a great job at Westward with that. All of Renee's restaurants, you know, making sure the staff like know a lot about what they're selling. And it's not yes. just oysters; it's everything that that you guys are putting on plates. Mm-hmm. So. That was always one of my favorite things to do at Hamahama was when all the restaurants would come visit. Yeah. It was like, party day, but I'm doing my job. It was so awesome. The Westwood crew always Miss causing trouble. I know. <laughs> Rolling up with a trunk full of booze, yep. you know. I'm not going to say who that is. Yeah, that I was, was like. say, too, like that. I think that's one of the reasons that you really love working for Renee is that um, she, uh, what's the word? She, like, um, a part of her philosophy is education. And yeah. Yeah. And her staff gets a lot of those opportunities, which is great. Yeah. And, yeah, you you want to feel connected to what you're selling, especially, like, for our service staff. You know, it's important for them to physically know what they're working with. And, like, see, like, you know, we have uh, one of our oyster shuckers, or uh, she's one of my line cooks, Edie, um, was my first hire at Westward. and. She's kind of a quiet homebody. She doesn't like go out too often, but we were able to get her out to Hama this last trip, and she nice. was and she was like, "I had no idea our oysters came from such a beautiful place." And I was Aww. like, "Yeah, yes. like it's so cool to be able to like know that and be like and like connect yeah. to that that like, oh, this is really cool. What we're doing we're taking oysters yeah. from this awesome area to serve it to people who are enjoying a patio in Seattle. Like that's totally. so cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah, that's such a huge part. I mean, I think that's why I've always loved teaching oyster classes, too. It's like, oysters 101. And, yeah, you get to talk about the farm it's coming from or just farming methods in general. You know, seasonality, species, how to shuck these things, how to eat them, what to taste them with, how they're great cooked, too. You know, all these different things to kind of open that up for folks. Because the more oysters people eat, the more people are going to farm them. And that's what we want to keep. We want to keep that cycle going, for sure. So that's to benefit everybody. So, Yeah. Um, kind of like separate from oyster bars, like when you go out, mm-hmm. I mean, you've, you've had enough experience with, you know, chefs and restaurants around. Are there things that you look for in restaurants or, and do you, like, do you have any like all time favorite places? Ooh, man. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> what am I looking for? That's a, t- <laughs> that's a tough one. Cause it's kind of like we talked about. I love places like the oyster catcher, yeah. uh, in Coopville. I also love Toby's, um, <laughs> to, to explain for those at home. Um, <laughs> the Oyster Catcher would be considered probably a more of a fine dining type yeah. experience. Toby's is like a on-the-water, you know, bar. You yeah. can get some mussels <laughs> and uh, a beer yeah. and some fried, a bunch of fried food. And both are fantastic. Absolutely. Um, 
What am I looking for? I think probably... Or maybe, maybe, oh. maybe instead of like... Like, I mean, I'd love to know that, but like, yeah. what are some things that like stand out to you? What what makes sure. what makes okay. like a, an outstanding restaurant that you like want to come back to? Yeah, um, oh, man. I mean, and it's it's a number of things, right? Because a restaurant is isn't always just about the food. I mean, it's amazing. Mm. You you kind of can put up with like maybe less than stellar service because the food is killer, and that happens sometimes. Like, there's nights where not everybody's firing in all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. Um, you know, or, or, or good drinks. I mean, I think to me, probably it's, it is really fun on the staff, like know a lot, you know, service, service knows about not just the oysters, but like maybe a little bit about the drinks. And even if they don't like, let me go find out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love that. And like kind of, you know, they're, when they're like kind of interactive with you, like, well, what are you looking for? Or, you know, if you're, if you're going to a place regularly enough, like, I don't know, pick something for me. And they're mm-hmm. like, sure. And, and that's always fun. Obviously, of course, you know, good food that covers so many bases. <laughs> <sighs> good food can mean so many things. Um, well prepared, good flavors, interesting, or just like really solid old school stuff. I, I do love that. That's yeah. <laughs> one thing I love living on the West Coast so, so much. But I really miss like northeastern Italian. I was gonna say like when I when I think of like old yeah. school, I immediately think of like yeah. a dark Italian, yes. almost like cave of yeah, like oh my gosh. <laughs> full full yeah. like suited, yeah. you yeah. know. Like they're service. making they're making your Caesar yeah. table side. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I miss that kind of stuff. Sure. And I think it's again, it's like yeah. What did you grow up with? What are like some classic recipes and and really well well done classics are just fantastic um but and then of course like taking something and 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 putting a spin on it i you know i gosh i think i'd had a meal it was at sitka and spruce r.i.p again um but jj proville who does um lorsin now was doing a little pop-up cooking thing there i had this black cod and like a miso broth that like blew my mind god this was like (laughs) 10 or 12 years ago I mean a long time ago I still remember that um I mean I think one of my top ooh top favorite restaurants well Kimball House in Decatur which is just Atlanta essentially um they hit, I think, all the marks of all those things. Like again, uh, Renee, uh, Renee always speaks super highly on that. Yeah, I mean, um, Brian and and that crew of guys, Miles and and Jesse and and um, Kizzy, and there's a few other other folks in on that. I mean, both a gorgeous, beautiful in in you know inside outside of this restaurant, excellent service, ed, you know, very well educated, um, beautiful menu that you know has all sorts of different things they're doing like big fluffy like hawaiian rolls and they've got this oyster list that i think is i mean between walrus westward and like elliot's in there i mean i think one of some of the best oyster lists like just from where they're bringing oysters in from yeah great descriptions um everything is like you know well plated um and you, and you can go as fancy or as simple as you want like they're bringing in stuff like you can get caviar service. You could also get like chitlins. I mean, like just mm-hmm. really cool. That is my and kind I, of place. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I love that. Chitlins See, the, and caviar together. Yes. Okay, oh, together. sure. <laughs> Again, we all need to go to Landlocked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I think that's a a, a favorite. Anytime I'm down there, and and my parents do live near there too, so I always hit up Kimball House. I have often gone straight from the airport to Kimball House, so they put my <laughs> <laughs> they have like my luggage in another room. Awesome. That's happened. Um, 
gosh, other great restaurants. Hattie's Hat. Hell, <laughs> Ballard yes. Up. We are going there. We are going there for a wedding reception yes, tomorrow. Oh, I am not jealous at all. That's perfect. Are they like just renting it? Do they like yep. buy uh, it K- out? K- K- Kayla is one of our bartenders. Works there, and she's like rented rented it out for the night, and that's where she's that's holding her, be... her wedding reception. Oh, <laughs> I love that so much. Hattie's is the best. Hattie's Hattie's was basically when I lived in Seattle. That was like my Cheers, like. I literally could go in there at any time, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or late night, and I either knew like someone behind the bar, someone serving, I or someone sitting at the bar or at <laughs> yeah. another table. I mean, and this went on forever. That was the first place I went. I literally got off the boat uh, when I came back from fishing at Ballard Locks, or actually it was Fisherman's Terminal, West Dock. Got off the boat and I drove straight to Hattie's Hat. Nice. And, like, and people across the street were like, she's back. Yeah. And like, I mean, it was like this whole big thing. Hell but yeah. yeah, Hattie's Hat, their buffalo chicken sandwich. Mm. I used to go get BLTs on my way to my um, starting shift at Barnacle sometimes. <laughs> See Marie there sometimes. Yeah, just, I mean, yeah, that was, that's a class. Yeah, we could go on this forever. But <laughs> yeah, that's um, tough to narrow it down. There's yeah. there's so many things, of course, at different places that are favorites and, and favorites from places that don't exist anymore and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, there there are a lot of good good places to eat. Gosh. Well, speaking of like cool bars, like how do you, what is what is what kind of food do you think that you're drawn to when you're drunk? Ooh, drunk food. Definitely like carby, salty, <laughs> yeah. um, a Dick's cheeseburger yes. like late at 100%. night. 100%. And I always order way too many. <laughs> um, I have, this is many years ago and I was just living with a roommate. I woke up with, there was a Dick's cheeseburger just in the bed. Yes. And I was like, I think this still is good. <laughs> Definitely tried it. Haven't even unwrapped it yet. Yeah. I, I probably had a few already um, <laughs> the night before. But yeah, a Dick's cheeseburger for sure. Um, definitely had some some late night food yeah. at Hattie's. Like, I mean, ooh, poutine. That, I mean, ooh. if you want to go, that's oh, just, that's like yeah. perfect. Cold weather, like drunk food. Um, Do you go to Montreal or have you been to Montreal? I haven't been lately and it's funny, My I had some family members that were just up there visiting uh, some other folks and I was really jealous of all the <laughs> pictures of the bagels and, <laughs> say, I've heard you know. That, that, that like, I've heard like poutine's great, but that is the place to have poutine. <laughs> oh, ab- absolutely. And Montreal is a great town for both winter or summer. Yeah. Like there's, it's, I mean, it's a very winter winter city it was kind of i mean definitely built for that because it's winter there for yeah. a long time but there's so much to do and cool stuff to eat and you can kind of go a little crazier when it's cold because it gets cold out i'm burning calories it's yeah. fine um but yeah summer jazz fest tons i mean there's just always something good happening there which is which is nice and i think that city has kept it that way where That's folks cool. can do that but yeah, yeah gosh drunk food Mm, yeah, that I mean that probably covers it. Just uh, yeah, before I go on too much. <laughs> do, you, do you have Do you have a go to hungover food? What do you What do you, What do you like to recover oh, with? Oh, what am I trying to recover with? I've tried the pho thing. That yeah. was like okay. We just had someone say that pho was their hangover. Yeah, food. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it makes it, sense. it checks a lot of the, uh, it, the boxes that you need. Totally. You know? I don't know if it works for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it works for me. I think I similarly need something very greasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, a really good like yeah, fried chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah. like that's <laughs> that's great. Pizza often. Uh, obviously, there's a theme here at this pizza chili crisp. <laughs> I I love pizza. 
There was a week once where I ate pizza every single day, and somebody's like, well, how did you feel about that? I'm like, fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) And it was awesome. All different kinds of pizza. I'm trying to work on... Do you ever make your own? I do. I I do just some skillet pizza, so like pretty thick. I'd like to... Eventually get my hands on like a little pizza oven, a little uni or something. I've been, be I've, been, I've, been looking at, I've been looking at the rock boxes. Those oh, are pretty yeah. sweet. <laughs> that would be cool. I remember when um, Cam was doing Gorilla Pizza Kitchen. God. Just like a bunch of little pizza ovens like well, on a six foot table. That's, that's, what, that's what Emma does. She she has she has two rock boxes and she like I think their pop-ups she, like she maxed out at 90 like she could pump out 90 pizzas i mean because they're, they're, they're so fast and they're kind of small but like right. you're just like out of two pizza ovens that's a lot that's <laughs> Where you can do pizza. one pizza at a time yeah <laughs> that is some hustle <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's incredible that's yeah she's a special a special yeah. sort. i know it takes a special yeah. a special someone that's incredible but though. those those little ovens yeah. are neat and like you can yeah. do a lot with them i would i would love that. yeah i oh God, <laughs> we love pizza so much that we had it at our wedding. Yeah. That's how much yes, pizza. Ballard yes. Pizza Company catered our wedding. Yes, <laughs> I love that. God, I love pizza, and yeah. it was great too because they're like key or they, one of their like main um, pizzas is the Staple and Fancy, which is pepperoni, jalapeno, and pineapple, which is our the so, best. No, so, no, 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 it's literally best combination, literally. But see, yeah. I hate pineapple, so like I'll eat that pizza, but I'll pick the pineapple off. But for me, <laughs> the perfect pizza is pepperoni, jalapeno. For Eleanor, is pepperoni and pineapple. So it was kind of uh, like, oh, this has to be at the wedding, you know? <laughs> the perfect combo the of both. Combo. <laughs> yeah. And you happened to be working at Staple and Fancy at the time. I did, which is yeah. pretty funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you worked there. That's awesome. Yeah. That's how yeah. I kind of met Dana and all of the Sea Creature crew. Oh, okay. Just, we, sure. shared, we shared the window. Oh, yeah. Um, totally. And then I kind of was like, oh, these guys have a much better yeah. time than we do. I'm going to go down them. <laughs> 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 you know, this is how you get poached. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I watched yeah, season two of The Bear. Are you seriously trying to poach these guys right now? She's like, just kidding. <laughs> Walk away quickly. Right. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> I love that. Oh, pizza. Moment of silence for pizza. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so next, we're going to move into a segment called At the Pass. Uh, okay. So this is kind of a tribute to silly games and stuff that we play in the kitchen um, with the front of house, all that. Um, and you know, because I like talking seafood with you, we decided to make some of these games a little seafood focused. So, Sweet. <laughs> uh, we'll just jump right into our classic fuck, Mary kill. Uh, yes. fuck, Mary kill oysters, clams, mussels. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> We're no. asking some tough questions today. I literally woke up this morning. I'm like, I wonder what he's going to choose for Mary fuck hell. Okay. Oysters, clams, mussels. Fuck. Okay. Um, oh boy. I'm, I'm like a, I know it. like punch in the face after I answer this. Um, okay. Death threats. Mary fuck hell. All right. Um, ooh. <sighs> oh man, no, that doesn't work. Man, I'm like, I had it arranged. I was like, wait a second. I'll tell you. Mine I'm gonna go. Oh okay. yeah. No, actually. Okay. I, I see. Do I it. I love. Love mussels. Oh, but in this in this trifecta, mm-hmm. mussels are dying. <laughs> Same. I gotta I got I got I got I got to okay. do it. Like for, nope. for for me, kill mussels. Yeah, kill yep. killing mussels. I'm probably marrying oysters just because you can do so much with them. They're they're a lifelong love. love. Yeah, and then I gotta fuck with some clams. Yeah, I think actually that's what I was gonna go with too. And I was like, is everyone gonna hate me for killing mussels? But it has to be one of them. I mean, if if, if it has to be. 
Yeah. Between clams and mussels, I yeah. say clams. Yep. Most same. <laughs> um, I actually think. Not Eleanor. What, what's, what, I know what's she's your, like one hundred percent Mary mussels. Fair. <laughs> I love mussels. That's I also right. grew up eating them, so that's yeah. part yeah, of it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's and then, right. <clears throat> you guys aren't. Well, I would think <laughs> you would kill. You would kill oysters. I know it. That makes sense. So. I know, I For you, it's okay. yeah. Oh, but for, I do I'll like laugh. oysters. Just to be really clear, yes. I do like them. But yeah. Because I, I also. But if you had to pick those three, I know. Clam, I know, and I think for me it's it's weird. It's changed. I used to be obsessed with mussels, and then I think something with like whatever my palate was doing, the texture changed. I want more of the clam, yeah, a firmer texture. Mm. Um, mussels also tend to get like vibrio and stuff easier than clams, they get what? and that makes me like uh, norovirus. And oh, what? Yeah. They can they can attract more. I guess. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like the first of the shellfish to get anything that I mean. They're in on the, the front lines. Yeah, and they're on the front lines. I know. Which, but which, thank I do, you. But mussels. I do think that every company still just stops selling them oh, way for, early. Oh, of course. Yeah, like, okay. super totally. Good about oh yeah. Sure oh yeah. And this is not yeah. No one has to worry about mussels here <laughs> at all. At all. Okay. No, no, before no. you marry them. Yeah. yeah. Before you marry them. I heard a bad thing. Yeah. No, no. Totally. It's just in in like if you're just thinking about species in general, if like nature was just doing its thing, no humans, mussels tend to, for whatever reason, um, just the type of of bivalve that they are, mollusk that they are, they tend to absorb that more and they don't filter it out as quickly. Mm. But again, not a bad thing. Again, and and then we're speaking about seasonality of seafood here, which is a good thing to learn about. Um, You can appreciate them more. So yeah, I mean, when you go up to Toby's today, you can get your big pot of mussels would be happy two pound bowl for yes, sure side yes. of fries Crush I'm all here for it <laughs> perfect yes um, fuck Mary kill crab lobsters shrimp oh this is hard because I love bottom feeders <laughs> <laughs> oh crab lobster damn it oh man and I miss lobsters so much mm-hmm. yes, okay <laughs> okay it's my it's, favorite thing ever it's gonna have to be Mary shrimp because I again I can I feel like I do more with shrimp yeah. in general <sighs> shit who damn it I guess I'm just gonna dive I, fuck lobster oh. and or no sorry fuck crab and kill lobster oh. I don't know. Where, I know. <laughs> so hard. It is so hard. So I'm well, I feel crazy saying that I'd probably kill shrimp. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would have to. Like no I'm, shrimpies? I'm marrying crab. I mean, I want crab oh, all day long. Like, I know. That's, that's it for me. And lobster, I mean, I can deal without lobster meat, but a lobster tail... You can't. Oh. There's nothing it's, better it's to like me like than a hurts. lobster tail. Like all the little, <laughs> I know. When you break it off and the, all those little like tendrils, Ch- and you stick it in the butter, oh, oh, it's the best all over thing the place. ever. <laughs> I was actually thinking like lobster rolls again. Jeremy. And lobster rolls. <laughs> Jeremy Sewell's lobster oh, rolls. God, yes. He's like, do you want hot or cold? I'm like, can I have one of each, please? Yeah, <laughs> and they're multiple. so good. Why do we not have top split buns here? Right? What the what hell? Is that? Well, we do at Westward oh. uh, for brands. Are you guys selling them wholesale? Not, not, no. we, we Can I buy them. a flat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I buy a tray? I don't know that you do have them at Westward. Yeah. Yeah. We don't make them, but we do yeah. get them. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I don't know what I would <laughs> do. But I, his, Dude, his, his rolls are the best rolls I've had. Like ours, yeah. are, ours, are, again, ours are good, but his like, yeah. I don't know what, like it's like, like fluffy but you also toast all the sides I know. And, so, and again yeah, yeah that east coast kind of history of that stuff I, I do miss that yes, kind of stuff yeah. but man yeah that's a really tough Mary fuck hell god 
Well, it's going to get tougher. So the next one is fuck, marry, kill, crab cakes, crab rolls, or a crab boil. Oh. (laughs) Crab. Okay, say it again. Crab Crab cakes. cakes, Crab rolls. Crab boil. And these are pretty, like, generic. You know, like crab roll, you can marry hot, cold, whatever. Marry crab cakes. Definitely fuck crab rolls. Uh, (laughs) I guess kill crab boil mm, I've one of my most favorite crab boils it was on the east coast damn it <laughs> I love crab rolls like oh, too, and yeah. don't even get me started on crab rangoon <laughs> oh, oh like, the best don't even get me Michael to get them. started oh. which reminds me I need to go buy like wonton wrappers H <laughs> Mart and make some I with like the really fake plums yes. <laughs> or any so mayploy like I mean any oh yeah. I've actually had gooey duck uh, Rangoon essentially that sounds fucking from awesome. Zins back when she had a place in Shelton oh, I know it's in her recipe book it's I need to get that book you gotta make that I do. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I love crab and And just some fucking cream cheese in there. <laughs> yep. Like, do not make it fancy. Like, whatever. Man, that's a tough one. I oh, Hamahama's crab cakes. Ooh, man. See, I see. I love crab cakes, but I'm gonna, I'm probably killing them in this case. Like, I, I, mean, I okay. crab, crab crab boil. Where's crab boil at? Yeah, probably fuck. I'll, I'll fuck a crab okay. boil. Crab roll. I'm gonna marry Maria, like, crab yeah. cakes. Like, I love a good crab cake, but okay. like, yeah, I don't know. The boil gives like. I like the visceralness of it. You gotta like get messy yeah. and you get yeah, you make yeah. you know it's just. And you're yeah, trying to like. I like the communal part of a crisp. So I, I grew up in Maryland. And of course, we had crab boils. Yeah, they're actually kind of different than other crab boils, but in yeah, that it's just that's the, the only one I've ever had. Actually, yeah, yeah, is a and Maryland so much crab boil. And totally. the communal Newspaper. part of it is something yeah. that I love. Yeah, that we're all like at a huge table and cracking them together. It and, is like, amazing. Chatting. Yeah, it is amazing. I don't think I could give it. I think I would do the same. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say like crab boils here. I mean, are you doing dungies? I mean, obviously, but I usually it's tougher because it's such a big crab. I usually like to throw. Like two, two dungies, okay. kind of, yeah. Like I'll boil them whole and then break them apart at the yeah. end. Okay, um, that makes sense. And then like a bunch of clams, mussels, prawns. Perfect. But like, I do love, you do corn? I do. I do corn. Okay. I do corn, yeah. potatoes, Vienna sausages. Like, oh. I like it all in there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I love that, dude. Prawns. Can we talk about spot prawns? Holy. Oh yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Well, do you consider a prawn a shrimp? So if you yes. were gonna, they are if you were killing a shrimp. Right? Are you also not getting to have prawns, Michael? No, I mean I, I've never thought shrimp that there and, was a. Difference. I thought there was. I feel like I read, God, Cook's Illustrated, man. I don't know. <laughs> there was an Instagram post. I thought there was a difference between shrimp and prawn. I mean, it could be the in terms of like the anatomy. Used, and yes, stuff. I think that's like, all. Yeah. But like the name is used interchangeably. Okay. Living in the South, they call well, them I guess mud bugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that? I did not know that. I, I thought mud bugs was for crawfish. Which I've also heard prawns and called shrimp. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I mean, again, sure. regional <laughs> yeah. semantics yeah. here. Yeah. 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 Again, a little bottom feedery, whatever. There's, okay. I guess, like, my, now I'm thinking about it, like, I feel like most prawns you can eat the head, whereas most oh, shrimp you normally don't see, either don't true. see the head or true. it's maybe not edible. I mean, I don't yeah, know. That's honestly, true. But, uh, Ooh, like, 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 like suck, 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 suck in the brains out of spot yeah, prawns exactly. is like my favorite thing. Yeah. Ever. Eleanor's not the biggest fan, but no. <laughs> for me, I'm they're, all about it. <laughs> they're so good. Again, I think I've had some pretty amazing prawns at both Westward and. And walrus. Well, and I bet you can probably find some good ones up here. Like, you I've, can. Heard, I've heard Whidbey is the best for like yes. crabbing, spot prawning. Yep. Yeah, we are definitely, I know, working on getting our, we've got paddle boards, and I think the paddle boards even have like a little hookup so you can like 
put like crab traps on. I mean, you can nice. paddle out and like I've seen people do it too. Emma, and I definitely... Emma does hers on paddle boards. I take yes. a little like like sit on top kayak and yeah. just kind of like put it between my legs and Dude, like perfect. paddle out, drop it, and yeah. perfect. <laughs> We've got yeah. a lot of crab that way. We have. I yeah, mean, that's I awesome. think I got like seven last year. Wow. Um, only, I, did, I only went out like twice this year, but got a crab each time. But oh, we just like go out to Seahurst Park near Burien and like oh. paddle out for a while, drop it, come back, you know, the next day or a few yeah. hours later and yeah. You yeah. get something. What do you what do you bait with? Depends on what I have around. Yeah. I usually do like chicken. Yeah. Um, yeah oftentimes first. like we we normally turn all of like the bones of like our halibut and stuff at work into like fume. So I'll sometimes uh, like save a halibut like part of a tail and just like throw sweet. it in there just so there's some fish stuff. But I also yeah. use like smelly jelly just to like give it that oh, extra yeah. like stank. Yeah, bring them in, bring them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, perfect. So the next is um, deserted island scenarios. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're, you're 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 trapped at sea. Okay. Um, you magically have one sustainable source of seafood. Could be fish, could be shellfish, whatever you want. But you have one source of seafood that you can rely on for your survival. What do you want to pick? And I'm at sea, so like floating on a whatever raft. Mm. Oh no, on an island. Deserted okay, island. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're in the middle you're, of nowhere. You've got okay. a place where you can like have a fire. You could, you know, okay. you can, you, okay. you can, you can cook. Man, what am I getting most like? bang for my buck for oysters are tough to open sometimes <laughs> it's like yeah do i have a shucking knife i'm gonna assume not yeah because tsa took it or something well let's let's for this just assume that you've got some tools like rudimentary like, yeah tools. yeah okay. like you could you, 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 yeah. you could you could get into a shellfish you could get yeah. into a crab it's true if, or, yeah if otters can and stuff yeah, yeah for sure that's i mean yeah you gain really strong teeth you know that's right oh yeah <laughs> Um, man, I mean, I'd probably actually go fish Yeah. just for ease of the amount you're getting out of it. Cookability, you can kind of eat them raw too. I mean, oysters are the same, but I don't know. I'd probably go fish. Any, any yeah. particular type of fish? Oh man, if I could eat halibut all day, halibut, okay. that'd be great. <laughs> a nice cod would be wonderful too. But yeah, ha- I kind of float between like a salmon or mm, or, yeah. or like oysters because like oysters yeah. are just so good for you. Like that's you, like, true. Yeah, that's you pro- true. I'd probably get a little tired of them. I mean, well, any of this, you'll get a little tired at of some course. point. Of but course. you know, I feel like yeah. there's a lot that you can do with oysters. You can, that's true. You can cook them in a bunch of different ways. So that is really the true. The follow up to them yeah. is. Uh, Somehow you find a little stash on this island, and it's filled with one type of condiment that you can use for this halibut that you can now sustainably source. What sort of condiment do you want to bring? <laughs> Butter. Butter, yes. <laughs> that is honestly the best choice. I was going to say hot sauce, but yeah, butter. Yeah. You just cover that shit in butter. <laughs> I mean, I almost said, ahem, dragon's yeah. toe. Hot sauce, so- yeah. Butter. <laughs> I know. Great choice. Yeah. Great choice. Um, and then, you know, you magically get rescued. What is the first thing you want to eat when you get back? Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> yes. Pizza uh, what with is your, jalapeno, pineapple, and pepperoni. Is, it, sure. it, yeah. is, is that your go-to? Like, what, what is, it what is. is your if, topic? If okay. I'm, like, picking, if they're, like, build-your-own type deal, if it's, like, some, yeah, really good pickled jalapenos, I try to do double pepperoni because I always want more on there. Yeah. Especially if they're the cup ones. Pep Cups 2024. That's what I'm voting for. But, yeah, pepperoni, 
pickled jalapeno would be great, and then just yeah, pi- pineapple. I, that is my favorite. That's it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> those the salty sweet yeah, and that's and yes, I don't have a problem with pineapple on pizza. That's right. I will pineapple also, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know that should, but I don't <laughs> argue that it's bad. Pushing it. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah, mm-hmm. pizza's mm-hmm. a great action. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, after after all that fish. Gross <laughs> <laughs> that pizza. And then our last little section is some fun would you rather questions. Mm. And this was a fun one that Eleanor picked up this way. We'll I thought see. I thought it was pretty cute. And for you, it'd be fun. You know, it's a fun one. Okay. If you were an oyster. <laughs> would you would still you, love would me? You, would, <laughs> would you rather be tumbled or beach grown? <gasps> oh, oh. <laughs> Say beach grown a little wild and all, free all out natural. there, getting all frilly and stuff. Yeah, cut somebody's hands yeah. maybe. Yeah, for sure. I beach know, grown. I kind of, I kind of like the tumble. Just like, I know. Just like rock me, rock me with said. the waves, and I become real swole. You know, that's Just true. Real strong. That is true. I do like yeah. you're saying that you get to be free and like it's, yeah, you're kind of yeah. yeah. yeah you know, too. but yeah, both. I mean, that's a, that is a tough one. But yeah, I don't. But yeah, for everything, I'm like beach grown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So you can't eat. Raw oysters. You're stuck with two options. Would you rather only ever eat baked oysters, or I guess grilled? Could you count baked, that grilled, together? roasted, yeah, or whatever, fried? Yeah. Oh, fried. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fried. I love fried oysters, which I feel like is just like anathema opinion, which is really funny because it's I don't like know about it. I guess well maybe anathema. I love a baked oyster. I think that's they're. What it I comes mean, down to. they are yeah. fantastic. Have you had the Chipotle bourbon oysters at Homahoma? Yes, you have. Uh, you when, we, have when we yeah. went and saw Michelle at one point. Oh, yeah. yes, that's I was right. going to say, yeah, that's yeah, probably, yeah. 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 A bit like, and, that's, and that's kind of what Hog Island does too, right? Yeah, basically. Well, we sold that. Sure. Yeah, with, they know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they know by now. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, they totally know. Yeah, no, no we... That is, um, that is a tasty, tasty Oh my gosh, yeah. And like, I mean, classic, like Rockefeller. I mean, there's so yeah. many I think my thing is things. like, um, I want anything that's fried. I want it to be crispy. And yes. it can be very challenging, I imagine, to crisp up an oyster while being fried. But maybe so, I'm wrong. Well, so I, I have... It depends on, the, depends on what you're dredging with and all I have okay. feelings on this. I like to parboil the oysters before doing any dredging and frying. Oh, okay. I think the crispy and then the molten lava oyster is yeah. a rough thing. Yes. No matter how crispy, parboil first. So, like, don't like completely boil them, but, like, bring it up to bubbling and then okay. drain them. It just firms up their bellies a little yeah. more. So you get, like, a slightly firmer. It's still soft, of course. It's an oyster. But I think that makes a nice, you know, a I've nicer... Never, I've never done that. But honestly, like, I think okay. I would like fried oysters more going through that process. Because that is my biggest thing is I, like, you have this, like, overly crunch or, like, like perfectly crunchy outside, but then sure. it's just kind of like soft, hot oyster Dude, in the middle. It's like gooey. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like it's you need the first. So like when we do like our baked oysters, we steam them first, so that there the, you go. The, 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 so that like you're really only like taking the time to melt the oyster. You're not having to cook the oyster. You're just yeah. melting the butter. Yeah. And so it's you know it's already got the firmness and all yep. that. And like you're kind of the same thing, that. just yeah. in the shell. Yeah. So no, hmm. get get That'd you get you your then. your yeah. tub of already beautifully shucked oysters and. Dump them in a pot and bring it up to a boil. As soon as it hits bu- bubbly, I just drain them. Okay. Let them cool, you know, rinse them, let them cool off a little bit, and, I, then I, and then I dredge it. What yeah. I have done in the past, and it's been a, long, a while since I did it, but I guess it is kind of in the same vein, but um, pickle the oyster and Ooh. then fry it. Ooh, that sounds really so good. So it's already firm. It's got, yes. the, it's got that acid, and then you fry it, and it's like a fried pickle. What yeah. are, are you, just a brine or like just straight up pickle juice? 
pretty much straight up pickle juice. I mean, like Dude, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll like I'll like like boil like it chicken. over and like essentially yeah. like almost like poach them in it until they kind of firm up, yeah. cool it all down together, and then the oysters themselves you can just eat you know right out of the, right out of the pickle. Yeah, but you can also dredge them, fry them, yes. and then you've got fried pickled oysters. Well, it's like brining, <laughs> brining chicken before you fry it. Right. Yep. Exactly. Oh, why am I not doing that? Absolutely. This Good sounds idea. fantastic. Yeah. Something for next time. Yes. <laughs> have to do that soon. Perfect. Um, and then this is a hard one, but would you rather <laughs> only eat oysters that are covered in way too much mignonette or only eat spawny oysters? Oh, <laughs> dude, mignonette, dude, spawny. Oh gosh. There, when people describe an oyster as creamy, it like kicks off the gag. It's yeah. like I've put the toothbrush too far Ew. in the back of my tongue. Yeah. Like and we, I, get, we, get, we, we get the people who come into us. Do you guys got what is your creamiest oyster? Uh, there? And I'm like, please, uh, guys. Everyone to each their own. I yes. guess. I know, and I appreciate that. But like, oh gosh. I know. Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Just the spawny. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah. Weird gag reflex thing kicks in. See, I, 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 too much mignonette. I mean, that sounds freaking horrible. Yeah, but see, like for me, is like, could I put enough are... hot sauce on the spawny oyster to make it feel a little oh. bit better? Maybe, but I do not like too much mignonette. That is not good for me. No, but also, yeah, I didn't think about like <laughs> if you could. Add, yeah, that's true. Could you get through it better? <laughs> that's true. Hot sauce kind of cures a lot of ills. I mean. Yeah. That is true. That is very true. Man, these are tough. Okay, good job. Gosh. Well, we just got a couple last questions before we get on out of here. Um, what is your death row meal? What is the last thing you want to leave your first tasting? I always loved this game. Like ever since like watching Bourdain, just endlessly episodes of Bourdain, um, which is like my comfort channel, show. Yeah, comfort show. Sure. Death row meal. Man, I think it's probably my my. My dad's mom, my my Italian grandmother's spaghetti, and that's the that's the sauce. That's, that's, that's the sauce. Oh, These are the tattoos. So cool. Yeah, and this is like is that? I was just kind of something that I missed, but we usually oh. ask people like, is is that kind of your first like food memory? Is that flavor? It's it's one of it, sure. it's not like my first first, and I love that question too. Um, but man, talk about like comfort food, uh, happy food, like. Every time I ate that, like at least with my grandma, it was like always like a happy occasion. Um, again, she also lived in Canada, um, in Toronto. And, you know, by the time I was old enough to really hang out with her and have memories and stuff. And yeah, by that point, I mean, she was, of course, old, but like living in this like too hot apartment, you know, <laughs> in Toronto. And I remember we'd always go. So growing up. Of course, in the States, my parents celebrated both Canadian and American Thanksgiving. But, of course, we only had time off at American Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So we were living in Chicago. We would drive down around Lake Michigan and up into Toronto. They had already done Thanksgiving, so we would go. But we'd eat all the other things, like, you know, Grandma's Spaghetti. We'd go to, like, Chalet Barbecue. Mm -hmm. We'd go to, like, all these, like, you know, Canadian places. So those are my memories of, like, Thanksgiving. Mm. So like honestly, fuck a turkey. <laughs> I know, but like I just want like lasagna yeah. and spaghetti. But oh, yeah. yeah, death row meal would be my grandmother's spaghetti, which often had like 
whatever pieces of ribs in there <laughs> um, of course a, a ground beef pepperoni usually whatever it was, it was very immigrant Italian cookie like just yeah. throw a bunch of stuff in the pot and she always made a huge vat of it on Saturday <laughs> cooked all day Saturday and you ate it on Sunday wow, of course with great. rigatoni Ooh. Uh, pasta yes um garlic bread okay like just really it would like even with like garlic i mean ideally not i don't use it but like you know whatever garlic bread and like just a freaking chianti like sangiovese like whatever like a good yeah. red italian red wine um or something bubbly like sometimes even just a like when i was little it was coke you know but um that would be death row meal and then a big old piece of chocolate cake nice. Ooh, chocolate cake. <laughs> like a double Always layer chocolate, chocolate cake. yeah just a yeah. good a good chocolate cake um first <laughs> first food memory um my mom i was so i was born in southern california my mom used to make her she was a hippie and she had her own homemade play-doh and i would lick it because it was salty <laughs> when yeah. she wasn't looking so she'd be in the room i had this ball of like really weirdly brownishly purple colored because she used food dye and stuff <laughs> yeah play-doh and i would just sit there and lick it <laughs> Ooh, salty things maybe this took a me. little piece yeah. so that's that's one of yeah it is dough after all it is basically it is just sitting there licking it like ha 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 <laughs> I love that but yeah death row meal what's your death row meal I mean I usually go toward like a surf and turf so like I want oh. a, I want a giant steak and some, okay. and some like a lobster or like a yeah. big you know some crab legs yeah. just like oh. give me decadence yeah <laughs> yeah oh perfect dessert too or just that are you that a dessert could- guy Sometimes okay. I like I like dessert, but I don't need it. I don't I sure. don't think I okay. need it as a death row meal. Like I would be I would be content Heard. going out feeling fat and happy and sure. just like yeah. covered in ribeye fat yeah, and French fry dust and, and, just kinda, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and you're just like wiping your hands on your shirt. Exactly, doesn't matter. This one's pretty good, man. Good call. Yeah, nice. And I forget yours is was. A- Maryland crab boil, right? Oh, uh, well, oh. I vacillate. I yeah. guess um, I lobster is one of them sometimes. Yeah, sure. But then I yeah. also recently, because I get to hear this question multiple times, <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking that it might actually be a, like, everything bagel with, mm. like, herb oh. schmear and oh. lox and caper and, like, onions. Ooh. Ooh. I love it so much. <laughs> and then it's, it's like a breakfast. Awesome. But, yeah. So. No, that can be for any. And then French yeah. fries, for sure. French fries are in every one of them. Yeah, in every option. Yeah, yeah. Like, why not? You said you do some work with like barnacle foods. Have you had their uh, yeah. their every uh, everything seasoning with? No, it's got it's got like little seaweed in it. It's really good. Oh, it's I've been tasty. seeing more and more of that. I, yeah. ugh, I need to try that. It's really good. That's awesome. I mean, I usually they're making go, good stuff. I oh, usually yeah. go with yeah. the Trader Joe's everything bagel seasoning. Oh, yeah, yeah. But no, Michael got this one, and this I don't know. There's something about having the seaweed in it too. It's really good. Yeah. Added umami and briny <laughs> exactly. and all of that good stuff. Plus, yeah, another thing: keep growing kelp. Good yes. for the ocean. Yes. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, it's fun to fun to cook with. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Yeah, I mean that's geez, there's people in the people in the world that have been cooking with seaweed for a very, very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then our, our final question is, you know, what are you eating later today? <laughs> what's what, what, what's for dinner tonight? What am I eating? Actually, that's a fun one because we're going to some friends nearby. Who have a whole duck they're roasting on a rotisserie? Yes. Usually, this would not be my answer. So this timing yeah. makes it sound pretty epic. That sounds um, pretty epic. Yeah, definitely gonna eat that later. I'm not sure what else she's having with it. 
I just got these two massive uh, bunches of Treviso. I didn't realize they were going to be that big. So yeah. I might see if like she wants me to bring one. I'll quarter it and brush it with a little oil and roast it. Maybe put a little blue cheesy action on there too yeah, yeah. type <laughs> deal thing. But yeah. So yeah, there's going to be uh, some duck happening later. Sounds which, fantastic. yeah. Again, Did they raise the duck? No, they, I'm not sure. And I think she, oh, I want to say she got it from a farm nearby. So it's actually um, our friends, Miriam and Gabe, who used to run Golden Gardens Cafe. Oh, uh, okay. In a little brick building over there at the beach. That's so. where we got married, actually. Yeah. In the, oh my gosh! In the yeah, house. <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I know Mir- Miri's an old roommate. Um, she used to work at Bastille for a long time. Gave oh. work for Forage and Found and Forever. Both chefs, both yeah. awesome. So yeah, so yeah. that'll be very cool. That'll be really fun. Yeah, quite definitely. Fun at the end of the day. <laughs> not the usual. And actually, it being Sunday, we actually Anthony and I both, my partner, who's also uh, from East Coast Italian. We almost always do red sauce on Sundays. Like we, yeah. we like to keep up that that kind of tradition. That's so awesome. yeah, and it's my chance to eat more pasta. <laughs> so <laughs> that works in my favor. Hell yeah! Well, Lauren, thank you so much for kind of being a part of this. This is such thank a fun uh, talk. Is there anything that you would like to plug or talk about? Where, where can people? find you and check things out oh gosh i mean yeah we kind of covered a lot of bases you know pop-up oyster bar you know this time of year we're we're kind of slowing down but i'm often around you know shucking shucking for them at different events and they're um, they're they're a great group so if you need if you're if you have an event coming up they're awesome yeah to just get some oysters get they some are shucking super and, awesome former westward folks yeah. actually <laughs> yeah um way back and then um, I am actually going to be shucking oysters and doing a little oyster and bubbly tasting at the Bishop Hotel in Port Townsend on the 30th. Cool. That's a Monday night, so kind of a, a random night. But yeah, that'll be really fun. <laughs> um, I will be shucking at Dusted Valley Winery in Edmonds uh, in December, I believe December 7th. Okay. So those are two kind of upcoming like open um, public events. I will be teaching at the pantry again. Um, that starts in January and in February. So waiting on some dates, but yeah, look for uh, oysters one hundred and one classes. Will that, will that be kind of a regular thing, or just it is? Of... Yeah, or, or will be and is. Yeah. I've been. I think I've been. Uh, Gosh, I think I've been teaching there now for probably seven years or oh, wow. so. I didn't realize that was that long. Long time. Yeah, it's it's seasonal, so typically only in the winter. I used to teach it with Lissa from Hama Hama, um, but now I'm just doing them myself. But um, yeah, super fun class, totally interactive. You're definitely doing a lot of oyster baking, um, yeah. cooking clams, oyster casserole. What? <laughs> um, yeah, lots of butter and cheese in there. So yeah, very, very good. Fried oysters too. Um, yeah, so teaching at the pantry uh, early next year. Um, yeah, otherwise, yeah, we'll see. Definitely going to kind of see where uh, Oyster Master Guild goes. I'll be using my oyster certification. Oh, yeah. The, uh, and <laughs> Spreading oyster, the good word. <laughs> exactly. And Oyster Ambassador. Yeah, ask me about oysters, please. Oh, yeah. So yeah, um, my Instagram, I'm at oystergal at work. You can find me there, and um, yeah, thank thank you yeah. for so coming good. to Whidbey yeah. and for oh gosh, our first traveling recording. This yeah. is awesome. Heck yeah, it's nice cool. work. Thank you for oh, the yeah. razor clams. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> super fun to talk about food anytime. Cool. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Bashful Clam presents. What are you eating? Please make sure to like and subscribe, rate and review. All the things that podcast asks you to do. Please follow us on social media at the.bashful.clam. 
You can also help support our cause by donating towards a better recording setup and new microphones via Venmo at The Bashful Clam. Or you can purchase some swag um, from Tee Public. We've got t-shirts and hoodies, and you can find the link for that in our Instagram bio. We also ask that you please send in your feedback. Each week we get the great privilege to interview incredible guests, but we want to listen. We want to hear from our listeners. What snacks are you munching on while you listen? What are your burning questions? What sort of games do you want to see us play? We want to know what you are eating. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.